I don't know if he's a real person, oh. but in Rugrats, there was a guy who like bring big checks to like lottery winners. Okay. And Chucky's dad won a contest once and he was super rich for an episode and Pat Sajak brought him the check that was like for like gotcha. a million dollars or something. There's probably a person in real life named like Sat Pajak. Probably. Who they like. That might be the real person and they had named him something else. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed season one. Hopefully you've enjoyed the past two interviews of Alex and Jeremy getting to know their characters, Korath and Lorthmar. If you haven't figured it out by his voice yet, our our player here with us today is Steven, who plays Brimley Quarrel Baloran Olaward. Junior. Wait, no, no. <laughs> no. Um Yep, Brimley, one of the most beloved characters, I think, of the podcast. I Weird freak accident. Uh, I was so surprised. Um, <laughs> and not that Steve is bad at role-playing or anything, because he's, he's not. He's good at role-playing. I just figured that that high-pitched voice would have, <laughs> you know, pissed everyone off at some point. But I will say, I think, I think Brimley has had some of the best uh, one-liners, one-line zingers yeah. in the whole thing. Take an improv class. Yeah, you, sh- you, sh- you should teach an improv class. <laughs> I will say, Craig. Craig had one. I was listening to it the other day. Craig has one where you guys are um, you're escaping the city of Valorn. There's an earthquake. Everything's crumbling around yeah. you. And Brimley walks away from Galandan. Brimley says to Galandan, "Like, why aren't you fighting?" And Galandan's like, "I'm missing an arm." You know, right. and he gets really Being better. A wimp. And so yeah. Brimley walks like, and he goes, and you put your piece next to Windar, and it's super like muted, but. But Craig goes, hi, Brimley. <laughs> and it's just, it's adorable. And I like heard it and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've never heard this before. What? And I, and I, I listened to it like three times. And it, just, it, was, so it was so adorable. That was an episode. Huh? I wish we knew. <laughs> Say all the numbers right now and I'll, I'll cut it in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So as per the past two episodes of this kind of like interim uh, season as we you know this kind of gap between season one and two yep, yep. we're here to learn more about the characters that have been adventuring all across a true so here we go let's let's learn a little bit about brimley so steve yep or as you prefer to be known steven it's true it's true facts. what does brimley look like provide us a detailed description of him of his appearance ad nauseum okay We'll see how how far I can take this. So he is three feet and nine inches tall. Probably puts him like 40 pounds, something like that. Mm. Sounds about right. Nice green eyes. Kind of lady ladies love. He's got some striking red hair. It's almost like it's on fire. It's really orangish. It's like red orange. It's really cool that we're recording this like the day after St. Patrick's Day because you basically just described a leprechaun. That is true. <laughs> and not at all intended. Like it wasn't supposed to be like that and it just kind of happened. He's got uh, it's like reddish orange hair and uh, green <laughs> eyes. <laughs> but yeah, so he's, he's a little gnome. He's a forest gnome for those that were curious. I'm sure we said it at some point. I actually don't know that we have. Thinking. I think there was one point where I realized I haven't been using Minor Illusion all season long and mm-hmm. i have it as a cantrip or something like that oh i just assume a, that's because you're a wizard no it's the forest gnome thing oh yeah gotcha yeah i still have it. i think i used it one time because when i the day like, i realized i had more. it yeah I, I really do there's some there's some real beautiful applications to uh yeah minor illusion create yeah. a create a barrel around your archer like two tiny eye holes so they can see you know they can just shoot oh. arrows from this 
That's cool. Illusionary. I wish we had an archer. There is some some really neat. um, Yeah, you're you're the person that does like the most distance work also. So, you know, it's kind of. But yeah, there's some there's some some neat things that can be done there. What else? Let me see. So as far as clothing goes, he's got. Oh, yeah. And he so he's 85, I think. Yeah, 85, which is like kind of newish to adulthood for gnomes. Okay. Kind of like in that that realm. As far as I'm concerned, that's like a 30 year old. Yeah. In human terms. Yeah. Because here's the deal. Well, I'll get into that later. But yeah, 30 would make sense in human terms. Yeah. So he's also very rustic as far as like the clothes he's wearing. Being a forest gnome. It's all like muted browns and greens. Keeping it really simple. That's that's Brimley for you. Cool. Describe for me his 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 items. Are there any particular items that you know weapons or magical implements that could use you know detailed explanation sure so he's got two i guess he's got he's got three he's got three items really the two that we don't really hear about that much the first one is his uh clerical focus Mm -hmm. thing that i can't remember the name of right now his divine focus that's the one yeah so he's got on a little chain around his neck just the symbol of eldath kind of engraved engraved into like a little circle thing i believe it's it's the waterfall Mm -hmm. a golden waterfall pouring into a still pond if i remember your notes correctly (laughs) because i because because technically right so as a so as a cleric you should be you know like that should really be the focus of your divine energy i've kind of just been letting it slide that like you like you've had it like i like you've told me that you've had it so i've just been like well he's got it on him yeah you know and you're still you know your hand is occupied on your with the got, thing you're about yeah. to describe so i've kind of been letting it slide but um which whatever <laughs> um all right cool so uh, so right the gold so chain. he's got the divine focus it's um, gold right it's like a yeah, yeah 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 but like um like a worn out gold it's not like shiny sure it's it's very like dingy and whatnot so he's also got his staff that he carries around with them it's a plain wooden staff the end of it kind of curls around in circles I don't know how to describe it really well. So if you want to, I believe there's a picture of the miniature on Instagram that we got after Ian from Iron Tusk painted them. And you can see it there and, and get a good idea. The handle on it is also kind of like a muted gold that like the spot where he holds it. Mm. So that's cool. And then his uh, his focus his big thing that he carries around everywhere and does stuff with. He has a nice orb that he shoots magic out of. It's kind of like a milky, translucent-ish white. Every once in a while, it looks like there's maybe like some dark blue and black in there, like under the surface, kind of. But nobody's really ever looked at it that closely. Mm. So people really just see like a whitish with like a little kind of blue underneath. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Then I'm gonna in a minute. I'm gonna ask you a bunch of random questions. Sure. Sure. About him, which hopefully you'll have to make up on the spot. <laughs> That's just the most fun. But but before we do the what I've been asking the other guys is what like, you know, like what about Brimley's history would be known to the other adventurers? Because in the beginning, I wanted it to be kind of secret that they would kind of learn as you, you know, the audience would learn at the same time that you know, the players would be learning. Um, it would create the most genuine reactions and whatnot. But, you know, we've we've montaged days and weeks and stuff. Right. Have you have you crossed uh, as you have crossed? forests and and whatnot deserts deserts gotten wasted in the oceans desert. plains so yeah just 
any um, hexagon from Settlers of Catan, pretty much. <laughs> and so what what would be known about Brimley's history? What do you think he would have shared with his fellow adventurers in the time? That's a good question, because here's the thing. Brimley's super smart, but as everybody knows, he's pretty bad with people. Mm-hmm. So I think he would... Like he would know to keep enough of it or keep the stuff that he wants to keep private. He would keep private. I don't think he'd have an issue with that. I don't know. He's pretty talkative. He, he would talk about the other stuff. So here's what I guess they would know. Brimley is from a forest nation. It's pretty big. There's lots of little like cities, gnome cities and stuff in there. Uh, I think I've mentioned that they're kind of secluded, but you know, traders and stuff do come through every once in a while. So if you imagined... Uh, you listener, Steve already knows this. If you imagined the, an island about the size of uh, the island of Great Britain, Brimley is from a separate nation, which is roughly the size and the population of like Scotland. So that's that's about how big that country is, and it is, you know, slightly more secluded than the other sections of that island. Right. So in his time there, Brimley's parents owned like a shop or something. They, they owned a business. They were business owners and they always wanted Brimley to, to grow up into the business, but he was kind of weird in this community. He was really interested in magic and stuff like that. And every time like a trader would come through, he would get a magic book or a book about like ancient magicians and stuff like that and wizards. And he thought they were really cool. His dad told him, you know, you're not doing that. And Brimley was like, you want me to live your life, dad, not mine. Not really a little bit. But one of the elders in the community took an interest in Brimley when he died. Eventually, he left like a certain chunk of his fortune to um, oh. pay for Brimley to go to college and really experience the magic world. So his parents weren't thrilled about that. So there's there's some like friction there. Sure. Yeah. So Brimley finally makes his way to the college, the wizard school, mm-hmm. which is listeners, just so you know, it has been mentioned before that the the country that neighbors Atrun is called Quar, and in Quar there are dragonborns in some proportion. <laughs> and so the school that Brimley goes to, the name which I am keeping, we are keeping a secret at this point, is in the nation of Quar. And that magic school caters usually to people in the nation of Quar, the nation of Atrun. And some of the uh, the nations surrounding Quar. Usually, people from the islands that Brimley is from, they actually go to a magic school, which is on their island. But <laughs> for whatever, that top for whatever reason, that school is quite prestigious as well. <laughs> but for whatever reason, you know, I guess you just got letters from both and, and just, you know, thought that the one looked more college than the other or something. I have a question. Yes. Are you saying I could have gone to Hogwarts? Yes. That is so unfortunate. In essence, <laughs> you passed on the oh, man. You passed on Hogwarts and went for a school that's a little bit more like uh, Bobaton, which is, I think, <laughs> cool. is cool in its yeah. own way. Yeah. I think. All right, cool. Um, yeah, the the school you went with again, the name <laughs> being a secret um, at this point is uh, has has kind of a of a, a Bobaton vibe, cool. yeah, feel to it. Cool, cool, cool. So Brimley went there. He met his professors, went to his original classes. We discussed a couple in the last session of the season. Mm-hmm. And so I, will, cool. I will have you make up more on the fly. Because cool. That's great. <laughs> that, was, that was good. So he was there for 
want to say about a week. He really only had one textbook that they all used. Okay. His college was attacked in the middle of the night and it was kind of like ransacked. He woke up, there was fires and stuff outside. With the help of the Archmage of the college, he actually um, kind of got teleported, sort of, to the outskirts of the college and ran into the forest where he spent about 10 years because that seemed right to him at the time. And that's where he discovered his uh, relationship with Eldath and really connected with nature. Read that one magic book over and over again. And it was a beginner level book, but he, he learned right. enough from it, it to be enough able to, to get him going. Yeah. Get him to, to make him a level one wizard. I, you could call it that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk at all about why he left the forest? Or, yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't have to say. So during the 10 years in the forest, I mean, Brimley really, he, he learned how to live off the land and stuff, built himself a little home, lean to type thing. Throughout the 10 years, he had like four, four or five experiences where he, you know, he felt he was interacting with Eldath. And the last one, he got the feeling that it was basically time to go back out into the world and to uncover what had happened to the college and um, figure out, you know, there, there was a couple of mysteries attached to it. He wanted to know who attacked it, what happened to the people that were there, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And he got distracted en route by some shadowy <laughs> figures on a boat. Right. And a, a Gallandan guilt trip. Yeah. Really, you know, real hard. It's only the world that, that <laughs> hangs in the balance. <laughs> cool. I'm going to go through this amazing list. Hit me. I have been using it for the past two. It's 100 questions that you should know about your... Or 100 answers, really, that you should know about your D&D character and... I have sat down many times with characters and tried to work my way through the list and ever make it. It is super tedious to get through. <laughs> Honestly, most of the time I just start daydreaming because I just think of like some event, you know, right. Or their sibling or whatever. And then I just spend a half an hour just like thinking about that. Anyway, anyway. All right. So I'm just going to pick a question at random. Here we go. Let's do it. That one, whichever one my cursor is on. Where's my cursor? <laughs> Who is the person that Brimbley respects the most and why or respected right. the most and why. So not necessarily out of the party, just in yeah, his life. Just in general of all okay. the people that have come into Brimbley's life, who does he have the most respect for respect being different than fear. Right. You know, like, yeah. like Aegisar comes to mind in that, like he's a wizard right. and he's like, could melt your face off. But like, to me, like respect you know, right. Like earned. Yeah. Type thing. More okay. than just, you know, reverence. That's a good question. Unless that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like out of the, the four hands of the monarchs that they've met so far, mm -hmm. honestly, it'd probably be soulless because he's living such like a laid back, mm. go with the flow lifestyle. And, and Brimley really, okay. like he, he learned to be like that in the forest. Like that's kind of like how he, right. he got through that. And you know, he he recognizes there's there's some power there, but I think before going on this adventure, it would probably be that that elder in the village, right? That you know he would go out of his way to make sure Brimley got copies of like magic history books and stuff when traders came through, and really helped him discover what he wanted to do with his life. How about in the party? In the party, honestly, I 
this is a little weird, but I'd probably say Lorthamar. I huh. think for a couple reasons. Korath is very principled, but he's not the brightest bulb in the bunch. <laughs> so I feel like really? Brimley, you know, he's just like, he just kind of got set on a path and, and is doing it, like not really questioning it. That's the way Brimley, I think, would, would see that. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a bard who forgets he knows how to play music a lot of the time. Mm. And, and Brimley is just like, well, what's the point of carrying your viol, you know? Right. But um, He's very good with the flow, but yeah. almost to the point that... You're not really going anywhere. You're just yeah. flowing all the time. Um, but Lord of the Mar is very, very principled and, you know, and kind of like it doesn't take poop kind of attitude, mm-hmm. which they clash a lot. But I think, you know, there, there's respect there. Okay. Yeah. At least in the one direction. Right. Yeah. Here's our second question. I, I pulled it at random. Does Brimley smoke, drink, or <laughs> use drugs? If so, why? <laughs> Do you want to quit? Did you quit? They fall off the wagon. Every everything those to do with the topic of, okay. of that. So probably I'm going to say a no on on drugs. Okay. You I, made I, a joke at one point about special herbs that you'd get accustomed to at the forest, but I don't know if that was a. I think that's if that's that was more a, of like a you making a joke or no. I mean, or if you meant like healing herbs or like flavor herbs. I, I feel like. See, I would classify those herbs in like the smoking section. Ah, yeah, I see. So I'm, I, when I say like not drugs, I mean like he wasn't like you know if there's some weird the Etrunian, magical potion, yeah, the or like right, skooma like, from right, Skyrim yeah. or something like that. Okay, like okay. he's not bumping Etrunian heroin, right? Yeah, but you know he's, Which is he's called cool. Nero Nerohar, by the way. Is it yeah, Nero Har? It's called Nero Har. Right, cool. Which is just like heroin all jumbled <laughs> up. That's how I come up with so many names. <laughs> Narrow and hard. I sit here for like hours when I plan a campaign <laughs> and I'm just like, no, that doesn't seem, sound like a real name. I no. gotta come up with like another name. I'll sit in front of generators and I'll be like, none of these names are cool. Gotta go to the next page. So, so, so no, no really hard drugs. He clearly enjoys the alcohol. Right. He's all about it. I think that comes from, he didn't have a whole lot in the forest. He had like a stream and stuff. But he he knew a little bit. He made how a to reference make, like, to some homemade stuff. Yeah, like there's there's like that. Russian like bark vodka type yeah. stuff like that. That's a thing I've heard of. I don't even know if it's real, but I've mm. I've heard of it somewhere. True, right. So he he learned how to make that, and that's that was his fun drink while he was in the forest. How he passed some time. Gotcha. And then the same with the smoking. He uh not necessarily while he was in the forest after the college event, but just in general. I think that's a pretty free flowing material in the um forest nation of gnomes sure. like they're all they're all on board with it it's legalized they're cool with it oh so you're not talking about smoking you're talking about smoking right gotcha yeah. like, gotcha you know, gotcha smoking with the inflection gotcha so yeah that's inflection yeah so that's yeah so he he does partake in that he hasn't really had a chance to access that because i, I don't know if that would be as free-flowing in a troon mm. i don't know if he's run into it I don't um, even know if it's legalized. Yeah, so that's that's uh, I'll have to think about maybe that. Maybe he has like a little baggie on him, and he just hasn't broken it out because he doesn't know if it's cool. Mm. So I'll I'll figure that out at some okay. point. Yeah. Okay. So the, I, that answers. Those Not that I'm encouraging questions. Brimley or anybody right. to you know yeah no. use mind altering substances, <laughs> but it is the question that I pulled at random. So cool. what would I like tobacco? I honestly I don't think he would smoke tobacco. Okay. I mean maybe because here's. I'm thinking tobacco in this world. I'm thinking of like cigarettes with all like the tar and like right, other stuff. Right. But I feel like tobacco in that world would be much more natural. Be the organic, you know, homegrown, locally sourced tobacco. I think he'd be cool with that. 
you know, when he ran out of other stuff just to keep like the habit going. <laughs> Name three things Brimley considers himself to be very good at and three things he considers himself to be very bad at. Okay, I want to do the bad stuff first. He's he's very aware. He's bad at interacting with people. So is it like his mind moves faster than his mouth and he says something and then his mouth moves faster than his mind. So something he'll like blurt something out and then his and his brain will be like, that was stupid. Like, why did you right, do that? Right. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So that's one. A uh, second thing he's bad at. Apparently bartering for for stuff. Ah, that's a scale. That's that's cheap one. That's that's the same. That's in the same umbrella. Yeah, that's okay. the same one. All right. That's fair. This is hard, though. I don't. Well, it could be something. It could be something silly. Like he's not. You can't use this. It could be something silly like, you know, he can't skip a stone. Oh, I guess that's stuff like that's true. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have to be something that like we're going to see necessarily. But like what are we're just, you know, what are two more things that he just just can't just can't get a grasp on or like whistling or I was I was about to say whistling because I, I can't whistle. So I'm, I'm yeah. mad at you now. No, you can or use that one. I can use that one. All right. So whistling would definitely be one of them. OK, because I think everybody else has whistled. We had like one episode where I don't even I don't know if it made it in there or not. We know for a fact that Brimley hasn't because you physically I can't. I physically can't. So Brimley, Brimley also can't because that would be ridiculous. He can make loud noise generating apparatuses. Right. But his, that's about it. With his minor illusion. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is that is what I use there. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I know all. <laughs> <laughs> One other bad thing. Despite being in the forest for so long and learning to live off the land, Brimley cannot cook. Mm. He He can gather really well he's figured out which nuts and herbs are cool to eat through some intense diarrhea he's learned certain things are bad but yeah he can't actually cook a meal so always been bad at it burns the water that kind of thing <laughs> all right three good things oh yeah i forgot about the good parts. yeah i forgot about the good ones too he's super organized oh. because he actually when um he worked in his his parents shop he was like the bookkeeper so he was the one that like managed like the inventory, made sure all like the finances matched up and everything. So he's very good at that. Just made sense to him. Sure. Okay. Organized. Yes. I mean, it makes, you know, if you're, especially if you're going to learn magic just from like, you know, piecing stuff right. together, you'd, you'd have to be right. He's also very like perfectionist, not the word. I would say determined when he decides like he wants to do something or know something like he puts in the time until he can do it. Which, you know, you go to this college to learn magic because you can't really learn it on your own. Like, you might have, like, raw magical ability, but you're not going to be able to, like, cast a spell or anything. And he went out in the woods and did it. He was was just like, I'm going to learn magic. I'm going to be a wizard. It's me. He's a wizard. He's a lizard wizard. He's a lizard. And one other thing. He learned about this thing where they fold paper into shapes. (laughs) I don't know if they have a name for it in a true, but he can make a paper swan like nobody's business. There's a there's an um, also a paper dragon and he'll he'll use minor not minor illusion. He can use like little little raw power to like make it float around and stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a art from the the far west. Called Gara Umi. All right, cool. Gara Umi, which is that's that's what it's called. People from the far west. All right. So that's those three things. Those are the three things. I already forgot them, but I'm excited to listen back (laughs) to this episode later. (laughs) I have a question about Bonzi. Yeah. Brimley's owl. Familiar. Yes. His familiar that I 
can't help but murder eyes. Which he he's love. just he's so fragile. <laughs> and think about this, right? So you know, for me, when when that thing is in combat, basically one of my monsters is probably going to have disadvantage or is going to have advantage rolled on it if you've sent him out to distract one of my yes. guys. So, you know, it's an, it's an imperative. Getting rid of get that rid of thing early on is is just yeah. important. Makes sense. Um, what I want to know about him, and you might have answered this in, in the podcast, but just just to reiterate, right. as we're getting to know Brimbley better, is the spirit that kind of becomes encapsulated in the material stuff to create this owl. You know, right. he's a spirit from somewhere. Yes. Is he a spirit from like, is he, is he a, a part of Brimley's spirit that kind of breaks off and becomes an owl? Is he from, um, is he a nature spirit, you know, of our world kind of ethereal plane kind of thing? Is he from, you know, the shadow fell, the, the fey wilds? Is he from one of the outer planes, one of the inner planes? Um, have you not thought about it? I, I think Brimley doesn't know. So Bonzi first showed up because Brimley found this spell and practiced it a lot. And this material, like all like the leaves in the forest kind of just came together to form mm -hmm. this thing shaped like an owl. And every time he did the spell, like they just kind of kept coming back like that. And did he, did he so it's it's the same spirit every time. Yes. Did he? Is that something he planned for? Or is that just kind of a it's happy just, accident? Just the way it happened. Oh, that's just the way yeah, it happened. I, th okay. I think I don't know if that is what happens for all wizards and stuff mm -hmm. when they summon familiars, but this familiar, whatever reason, whenever Brimley puts out the call, he's just like, "That's my dude." Right. I, so as as a person who has never played a wizard, mm -hmm. as a, as a as a playable character, uh, you know, Aegisar is a wizard, and, right, and whatnot. And looking at familiars, I've seen people who do a few things like it's the same spirit every time, but you know, sometimes it'll come back as different animals. Yes. But it's the same spirit or, you know, they like the, they like the ability to have it come back as different animals and each animal has its own spirit. So it has its, you know, its own personality. Right. I've seen, I've seen like a few things. So, okay. so cool. So Brimley, uh, so Brimley, so Bonzi is the same spirit quite accidentally comes back every time. Yes. And, and he, an owl. so he, he comes back as an owl each time. Is that by Brimbley's choice or that's also the the spirit's choice? Oh, okay. Yeah, Brimley so doesn't he's summoning this spirit and the guy just likes the shape of an owl. And the material comes to kind of form its body and it just is an owl. Yes. Okay. So tech so theoretically with with study, you know, Brimley could modify his own spell. Yeah, I'm sure if, and if he... either one call different spirits or two call, call Bonzi, but a as a shape. badger or whatever. Right. Okay. Theoretically. Theoretically, yeah, if you wanted to put in that, that effort okay. to, to learn how to mend that a little bit. Cool. So I'm going to ask you the last question. It's the same one we've been asking all the other guys. And you know it because you were there for those because you're <laughs> the only one who knows how to set up the microphones. I've, I've made myself invaluable. You can't do this without me. <laughs> If you move, <laughs> we're screwed. Um, what is Brimbley's virginity status? And if you are able to tell the story, or if Brimbley would have shared his story, I guess, right. with the other adventurers, what is the story there? So Brimley is not a virgin. He has made the beast with two backs. 
<laughs> I watched a Key and Peele skit today when okay. they were doing like, the Shakespeare thing. So uh-huh. that's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. The first time was with this neighbor girl that he grew up with in the forest. Mm. They went, they used to go to like other cities and towns together. Like their families would vacation together. Oh. Yeah, it was very cute. With a family friend, yeah. the girl next door kind of. So, so the, they, gnome, the gnome next door yeah, kind right. of situation. Yeah. So they, they grew up together. So eventually they, um, they got together and they were, they were together for, for years. So this was, this was the other thing that I, was, I kind of like hinted at before. So he's 30 in human years and 85 in gnome years. And he spent the last 10 years in the forest. So he was 75-ish when he went to the college, which probably puts him at like 25. And he, they really started dating when he was like 20 in human years. So that's 65, 60-ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. So they, they were together for like 10, 15 years, but it was very like loose. They weren't like, you know, um, engaged sure. or anything like that. So when he got the ability to go to the college, everybody was just like cool with it. Maybe. Were either of them, you know, like, how did he leave things off? I mean, there are. Like, how, how was she when he said, I'm going away to school and I think. I think she. We should she, both reinvent ourselves <laughs> when I do. She, she was probably heartbroken at first. Okay. Um, I'm sure Brimley didn't say it in a way as yeah, because he's great with people, right? So I'm sure it didn't come out like that. It was probably just like, "Hey, I'm going to college. I'll see you later. Bye." That's so insensitive. It, it's really oh, bad. I'm dying yes. inside for her. This um, fictional gnome that we that just got created, yes. essentially, oh, heartbroken in pieces. So that's how he left that. I don't know how she took it afterwards. Like, you know, it's been 10 years. I don't know what she's been up to. Maybe she opened an Etsy business and is now horsing stuff around, putting little craft things in pockets on horses and sending them to the next village. <laughs> okay. Starting that out. You said that was the first girl. You said this was the first is the word you used. That's true. That implying is what I said. That implying that there was others. Be... Well, I mean, she's the, she answers the question because again, this, does, this isn't you know what's his entire right. history. Here. She does this... answer the question. I think the first like orientation night of college, everybody acting fast. Yes, everybody got really wasted, and Brimley wasn't aware yet that you weren't really supposed to be using the different herbs and stuff in outside of his land. Mm. So he was passing that around pretty freely. Yeah, which they, is why you can't you can't use herbs like that in Quar. Yeah, so uh, everybody got you know lowered in ambitions and stuff. Gotcha. And, and does he even remember party. this? He might not. Okay. Yeah, because it was a pretty rough night. So I guess I guess here's my question, right? Yeah. The the listeners have learned about Stumra. They have learned about Stumra. They, the Air Ganazi. Yes. Ganazi. That Brimley that Brim, took home that, with her. Yeah, that wanted to go see the world. And when we start up season two and, and we kind of learn a little bit more about what the players have been up to for the best year, they're right. gonna they're gonna learn that Brimley and her they kind of hit it off. Yeah, they um, um they so had I guess a connection. I guess what I wanna know is in terms of just life connection. Right. That gnome childhood friend or Stumra? Ooh. Oh, that's a tough one. That's why I asked. Yeah. I th- honestly, I'm, I would probably say Stumra because Brimley spent the first 75 years of his life in this forest nation. I think for him, she represents 
everything else in the world. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, there's this bigger place and he's already seen so much of it. And she's like, you know, she's an Aragonazi too, which is like, air is like the element of change. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, so I'm sure she keeps him on his toes and stuff, which is nice. Something new versus something yeah. familiar. Yeah. I don't, a, I don't even think it's, it's that for him. I don't, I don't think it's like, you know, it's that the gnome girl is, you know, something he's used to or, mm-hmm. you know, familiar or comfortable with. I, I really think it is just that he's just on this path where he wants to experience as much as possible. Stumar represents that to him and embodies that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's really that different, but in my mind, no, there's, I, there's I, a distinction I, I there. I totally understand. Yeah. I totally understand what you, what you meant by that. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this interview. I hope you learned a lot about Brimbley. And the man who does him. Why'd you say it like that? (laughs) (laughs) Just to remind you, you can follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams at gonna hurt D and D. And you can follow Steve at, I don't know if you can say that. I, without spelling it out and not be offensive. Well, (laughs) Okay, so it's defeater as <laughs> and then F V C K. You're so rude. <laughs> okay, and so you can follow him there, but all right, and so in two weeks will be our next interview. We will be learning a little bit more about Windar Cathesis, formerly known as Kitty, and <laughs> Craig, who is his worst half. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. I'd, I'd say they're 50-50. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. So. Cool. Word. Peace. Right, everybody. Peace. I said it before you. <laughs>